Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, hey. Sorry if I keep these here for a while. I'm having a New Year's Eve party. You're gonna keep these here for eight months? Oh, Jerry. It's New Year's Eve, 1999. The millennium. I told you about that. Wait, but you're gonna leave these chairs here for two and a half years? You're not gonna see them. I got a case of party poppers I'm gonna keep in front of them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me tonight. Tonight, I have a special co-host, my brother, Evan. Say hi, Evan. Hello, everyone. So tonight, we're going to talk about Seinfeld, The Millennium. This episode is from Season 8, Episode 20, and it aired on May 1st, 1997. Before we get into the episode, um, you know, I usually do Christmas toy reviews, but since this is not a Christmas episode anymore, I'm going to be talking about movies and music that were popular uh, in May 1997. So, what we have here is the top songs of 1997. May This is on May 2nd, 1997, the day after this episode aired. Hypnotize by Notorious B.I.G., can't hold nobody can't nobody hold me down puff daddy foolish games jewel for you i will from space jam by monica i want you savage garden wannabe spice girls return of the mac mac mark morrison hard to say i'm sorry as yet featuring peter satara where have all the cowboys gone paula cole my Baby Daddy, B-Rock and the Biz. Evan, do you remember any of these songs? You know, I remember some of these songs. Uh, obviously, I know, like, uh, you know, Biggie and, and Puff Daddy and, you know, Spice Girls. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I listened to them very much, but um, I definitely remember some of these songs, definitely. Yeah, okay. Um, this was a month before I graduated high school, so I remember all these songs. Um, I, I don't really have, you know a ton to say about them i i would say the best song on here is probably wannabe by the spice girls that was a pretty catchy song all right so then we go to movies of 19 of may 1997 there's some good ones on here fifth element austin powers international man of mystery the very first one breakdown i don't know who's in breakdown do you remember breakdown yeah i remember breakdown i think uh I want to say that was, uh, I can't remember his name right now, um, the one that's married to Goldie Hawn, or is dating Goldie Hawn. Uh, yes, yes, Kurt Russell, his wife disappears, they're on a trip. Yeah, I never watched it, but it looked interesting. Okay, Addicted to Love, I th- is that the one with Drew Barrymore, or I can't remember that one. Yes, I think Addicted to Love was Matthew Broderick and Drew Barrymore, if I remember. I, I could be wrong, though. Okay, wrong, okay. Um, Trial and Error. Was that the movie with Michael Richards? It absolutely was, yes. That was uh, that was Michael Richards. Oh, wow. Seinfeld, Seinfeld connection here. There you go. Seinfeld connection. I remember that movie. Okay, I don't think I've seen it, but I remember the previews for it. I'm just looking at the rest here, see if anybody... Underworld? That's about it, guys, for movies. There, This is right before all the big summer blockbusters came out. Remember when Liar, 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 Liar came out right around this time? Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, enough of movies and music. <laughs> so we are going to get into this episode. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. 
So the opening, Elaine is at a, a Mayan clothing store called Putamayo. She's trying to buy some shoes, harachis, which are like sandals. I looked this up. They're like sandals, Mexican sandals. But the clerk won't get off the phone. And Elaine leaves in a huff. She always leaves in a huff, doesn't she, in a lot of these episodes. Yeah, that's that's kind of Elaine. I mean, almost every episode, uh, she's got a little bit of a temper. So we see that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's like her M.O. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, um, so... Let's talk about this, okay? Have you ever had a situation like this where you're trying to get a, get the customer or the sorry the clerk's attention and they're not paying attention, or you know you have a question and they're just they're not responding? I mean, I've this has happened to me, to me a lot of times. Usually in places like expensive places where they look at you and they're like, "Nah, I don't think you're gonna buy anything from me." Yeah, and this does happen a lot. But I have a I have a theory on this. Sis. If they're actually talking about business and they're actually talking to a customer on the phone. I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be patient with them. I'll be patient with them. I understand that business is business. If it, if it sounds like they're on a personal call and they see me and they're not helping me, I might pull in a lane. I really might. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I agree. I 100% agree with that one. Yeah. That's just rude. Yeah. Okay, so Elaine's pissed. <laughs> She's going to want blood now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so the show begins. That was just the stinger, the opening stinger. The show begins. Jerry and his girlfriend, and her name's Valerie, they're getting ready to go to the movies. He says he has to check his messages. He notices that he's number seven on speed dial, and he's impressed. Evan, Evan, do you remember speed dial? I do not, sis. Really? No, I really don't remember speed dial. I mean, I I remember we had a landline phone, um, you know, at our house. Yeah. But I don't remember using speed dial very much. So um, this is it's interesting that this was such a big part of this episode because I don't really remember speed dial. Yeah, I think it was more popular, honestly, like in the late '80s. That's very possible. I I don't. I, I think maybe it was kind of going on its way out when this episode aired. Yes, and I, I thought it was very funny though that you know Jerry Jerry's impressed by being seven because he's only been on two dates with this girl. <laughs> I I think, I think that's so comical. It, it, it's hilarious that you know Jerry is evaluating how he's doing with this girl because of where he's on the speed dial. It's pretty funny. He always has to find, and this is just my personal thought opinion. He always has to ha- has to find something wrong with the with the relationship or the girl, huh? Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Elaine's the same way with her guys. Yes. Uh, that's just that's just how I've always seen it. I mean, without getting into other episodes, that's just kind of how I see it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Jerry, Jerry's girlfriend is played by Lauren Graham. You guys might know her from Gilmore Girls. I've never seen Gilmore Girls, but I've heard it's really good. Um, I was telling my brother before we started this that a lot of people got their start on Seinfeld. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, just watching, um, you know, reruns of Seinfeld episodes, I mean, you, you can see so many actors that are still in movies, still in uh, TV shows, yep. you know, got starring roles in movies and TV shows. Yep. Um, Brian Cranston. He's he's a big one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because this is, this is during Malcolm in the, no, before Malcolm in the Middle, before Breaking yep. Bad. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He's not in this one, though. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no. Yeah, no Sorry, no, no Tim Watley. No Tim Watley. Okay, so the next scene, Kramer, <laughs> I love this scene. Kramer brings in some chairs into Jerry's apartment. 
He tells him, I'm having a New Year's Eve party. Jerry thinks it's for the coming New Year, but it's for the millennium, which is two and a half years away. Um, what, <laughs> what do you think about this, Ev? Do you, would you let somebody bring in uh, balloons and chairs uh, for a party that's two and a half years away? Absolutely not. No. I think it's so funny that, Jer- that Jerry is so easygoing with Kramer. Kramer can ask him to do anything, and Jerry most likely is going to let him. Yeah. So bring chairs and let me uh, storm for two and a half years? Yeah. Oh, go ahead and do it. What up? <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was a clip I told you guys that I I played uh which I I I played right before the podcast started. That was um he's telling Jerry he's telling Jerry I'm I'm going to store these here. Um he's like you're going to store these here for two and a half years. He goes, "Oh, don't worry. I'll put a case of poppers right in front. You won't see you won't see them." Too funny, dude. Too funny. <laughs> So George is nervous because he has a meeting with the Mets organization and he works for the Yankees. Uh, This could be a problem, huh, Evan? This could definitely be a problem. You know, um, obviously the New York rivalry, he's probably under contract. So it could be a little dicey if George wants to take this job. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's a conflict of interest for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So in the next scene, George has the lunch meeting with the Mets organization. George will be blunt. The Mets need somebody to head up scouting, and we think that someone might be you. Head of scouting? Interested? I'm still here. <laughs> now, unfortunately, league rules prevent us from making you an offer while you're still under contract. You understand what we're talking about? So you're talking... No, no. We're not talking. We're just... talking. <laughs> so you need me... To get fired. We didn't say that. No, we couldn't say that. Because even if we did... We couldn't say that we said it. You see what we're saying? <laughs> you are still paying for this lunch. We didn't say that. So the next scene, Jerry is at Val- his girlfriend Valerie's house. And she's noticeably angry with him. He checks his messages again by dialing his number, number 7, on the speed dial. A lady named Jane answers. And Jerry's confused. Jerry got bumped to number 9! Evan, thoughts? Yeah. Again, I I think you take such a small idea and you make it comical. You know, like the the speed dial is in Jerry's mind is he was so impressed being seven, and now he's completely just you know the his 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 balloon got popped because now he's nine. Yeah, and I think in the either next scene or whatever he yeah I think it's the next scene he says it's like a relationship barometer the speed dial. Yeah. Exactly, and that's how Jerry is evaluating this, is that this girlfriend is evaluating how their dates are going, and that's where she's putting them on the speed It's so Seinfeld, it really is. It is. Um, now, what do you think he did to get bumped to number nine? Oh, well, she, she says it, that he, that he was late, and I love what he says, because there's balloons and chairs in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> How did I miss that part? <laughs> and then also he took her to a restaurant that uh, had, had uh, he thought was good, and she's like, well, it only got two stars at Zagat's. So. Oh, it was a Mongolian barbecue restaurant. I do remember that part. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. Okay, so that's how I got bumped to number nine. <laughs> yeah, that's how Jerry got bumped. Absolutely. Okay. 
Um, the next scene, Jerry's complaining to George about how he got knocked off Valerie's speed dial. Well, not knocked off, knocked, knocked out of number seven and down to number nine. George, <laughs> George tells him to whine and whiner and diner so he can get back up to number seven. <laughs> yes, again. There's so many more important things in the world and so many more important things that we should be worried about. No, not George and Jerry. They're, they're worried about getting back on the speed. Oh, my that, That's God. more important. And I just love how they are always, like, chatting about it after, too. They're always, what do you do? What do you do next? What's the next move? You know? It's so funny. Yes. It's, it's so comical between uh, Jerry and George. Oh, there are so many classic Jerry and George scenes just of them talking. Yes, there really is. I mean, if, if we if I have to pick my favorite one, and I have a, I definitely have a favorite one. It's it's and, and it's it's an episode. We won't go too much into it, but it's the episode where uh, um, Elaine and Jerry become friends with benefits. Oh yes, and he's one classic episode. Yeah, he's classic episode. he's talking about. Uh, he goes here. I'm gonna give you the n- number or A. Here's A. Oh, I'm very impressed with A. <laughs> he's like, well, let me give you B. I'm still impressed with A. Remember that. Yes, yes, that is a great scene. I you mean, you guys have yeah. to see that episode. And then he spits the cat, or he uh, he uh, he squeezes the ketchup out. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that was a different that was a different one. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting confused on my Seinfeld episodes, but that is a good one. If you guys want to see a really, really, really good episode, watch the uh, what's it called? The Deal. Is it called the Deal? I think it's called no, the Deal, season two. I know. Yeah, season two. I knew it was early on. It is good. It's one of my favorites. Okay, moving on with this episode. So, in the next scene, Jerry tries to kiss up to Valerie with flowers. I never see him bring anybody flowers, by the way. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Interesting to go back and look at every episode and see. I I would say no. I don't think... That's not Jerry. Jerry's not like that. He seems like the worst boyfriend, honestly. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) she leaves the room and he he rushes to her to her telephone to see where he is on her speed dial now and here is the answer oh my god number one (laughs) Seinfeld you magnificent bastard so this is like one of my favorite catchphrases from the show and there are so many I mean we we know how many catchphrases there are from the show you know man hands I mean I could go on forever but this is yeah I wanted to know because I've you know I've seen every episode multiple times and I wanted to know if this is the only time he's ever said that because it seems like he said that before so I kind of did a little bit of research and I went online and I I typed in uh Seinfeld you magnificent bastard and Amazingly, this is the only time he's ever said that. But somebody else in the show has used that same expression. <laughs> hey, Kramer! It's the truck, Kramer. The truck! Look, Newman, I told you to let this thing go! No, 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 listen to me. Most days, the post office sends one truckload of mail to the second domestic regional sorting facility in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh-huh. But... On the week before holidays, we see a surge. On Valentine's Day, we send two trucks. On Christmas, four, packed to the brim. And tomorrow, if history is any guide, we'll see some spillover into a fifth truck. Mother's Day. The mother of all mail days. (laughs) Guess who signed up for the truck? A free truck? (laughs) Oh, boy, that completely changes our cost structure. Our G&A goes down 50%. We carry a couple of bags of mail and the rest is ours. Newman, you magnificent bastard, you did it! Let the collecting begin! 
so that clip I just played for you was from season seven, episode 21, the bottle deposits. And, uh, Kramer is the first one to use that expression. Newman, you magnificent bastard. So I thought that was really interesting that Kramer was the first one to say it before Jerry. So Jerry is picking up Kramer's expressions here, huh? <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay. Um, so, Evan, I know you had a lot to say about this next scene because you're a big sports fan. Oh, heck yes. Okay. So in scene, the next scene, George comes into the Yankees meeting wearing Babe Ruth's uniform. Tell me about it. What happens in this scene? This scene is so funny. I mean, again, George is doing whatever he can to get fired because he's got a chance to become the, the Met scout, the job that he wants. So he shows up in Babe Ruth's uniform eating strawberries. <laughs> and it is so funny. And anybody, even a casual baseball fan, knows who Babe Ruth is, Yankee legend, the Sultan of Swat, the great Bambino. Uh-huh. Um very iconic to baseball so this is how far george is going to try to get fired yeah that's pretty far that is pretty far um i don't know much about babe ruth but i do know that he was a yankees legend that he was yeah um okay so uh do you think he's gonna get fired we will see everybody <laughs> all right so the next scene at jerry's apartment she w- elaine walks in covered head to toe in mayan clothes Hola. Shove it. What is all this? I got all of this junk at Cinco de Mayo because I was trying to show Punta Mayo how much business they'd lost. I mean, I've been dancing and strutting in front of their store for two days. Oh, no wonder we're getting so much rain. Elaine, I'm having a millennium party, so save the date. Hey, you know what? Newman sent me an invitation already to his party. Newman? Yeah. Come celebrate the millennium with Newmanium. (laughs) Newman. Okay, uh, the next scene, Seinfeld, Jerry, is picking up Valerie. But he finds out that it's not Valerie. It's her stepmother, and she's pissed because Jerry knocked her out of the number one spot on Valerie's speed dial. Evan, what do you think about this? Uh, it's hilarious. I mean, just it, it's just so funny. Like, like I said, just such a small idea, and how you know how uh, how upset everybody gets being bumped off a speed dial, getting moved off a speed dial. It's so funny. It, it really is. And this is what Seinfeld does. And I think in this scene, she says something like, I've been working my way all the way up to number one for seven years, and I'm not going to let her give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lose it to you. <laughs> okay, no. I don't know um, if anybody else noticed this, but this is st- almost straight out of The Graduate. If you've never seen The Graduate, it's a 1967 movie starring Dustin Hoffman and Katherine Ross and Anne Bancroft and in that movie it's about um like a college graduate who doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life so he begins an affair with his friends or with his parents friend Mrs. Robinson and Mrs. Robinson has a daughter named Elaine and there's a scene straight out of the graduate just like this scene it's pouring rain she gets in the car (laughs) 
she tells she she basically just like says stop seeing my daughter you know and it's it's very very uh similar to this scene have you seen the graduate you agree with me i would agree yes there's definitely a lot of uh similarities to that scene and that scene i would think so yeah and i think that's probably what larry david and jerry were going for oh yeah i mean it's a classic movie classic movie and also um and then in another scene in the in the coming scene here uh she's also wearing leopard print which is what mrs robinson wore in the graduate as well yeah and i would say that that is not coincidence that is purposeful oh yeah for sure yeah so i just wanted to kind of uh say how much i appreciate that nod to the graduate because i love that movie okay uh (laughs) Evan, this is a great scene too. The next scene, George goes into a meeting with Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner, assuming that he's being fired over the Babe Ruth incident. But instead, he praises him. In his own words, he says, Babe Ruth was nothing but a fat man with little girl legs. Uh, that's, hey, that's not a bad Steinbrenner. Yeah, that's not bad. Let's hear yours. Let's hear yours. I'll tell you what, Costanza. We're going to get in trouble. We got trouble coming. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. I think, what? Oh, and I was going to say, I I think it's hilarious that he does, not only does he not fire George, (laughs) but he is wearing Lou Gehrig's baseball pants. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. (laughs) Basically paying homage to George, (laughs) destroying Babe Ruth's uniform. Uh, anybody anybody who, who knows the Yankees and knows Yankee legends, Lou Gehrig was a, another Yankee icon who had the most consecutive games played record until Cal Ripken broke it, but he held it for many years. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Okay, see, yeah. we got you, the sports fanatic here. Okay, well, uh, so he still is not, he's still not fired, is he? <laughs> he's not. So, I mean, you got to kind of wonder what you need to do. To get fired. Burn the place down? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, if, you know, um, I think it's a later scene, but, you know, George is saying he feels like a failure because he can't get fired, <laughs> and he's looking for a pep talk from Jerry, and, and Jerry's like, oh, come on, you're the worst. You, you, you can't do anything right. I mean, it's just so, so comical. So I forgot about that scene. Yeah, they're in the cab, and they're... He's like, I, he's like, oh, no, I, I can't even get fired. And he's like, yeah. you suck. Yeah. And then George is like, you really think so? <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. I needed that. Okay. Well, uh, the next scene, Jerry is at Valerie's and he's uh, trying to convince her that since they've only been dating for a week, maybe he shouldn't be at the top of her speed dial. And Valerie freaks out. She knows that her stepmother talked to him and vows to take her off speed dial completely. Uh-oh. This is not going very well. No, I think what's so funny about this scene is that it almost it almost has like a soap opera sense to it. Like, <laughs> the, way she de- the way that this actress delivers the lines, you know? And it's like, this is not the first time she has dealt with this problem before. That, that's, that's what's so funny. She did it again. <laughs> Oh, and it's obviously it's happened to an other boyfriends. That that was my first thought when I saw that. (laughs) Oh boy, Jerry's got a problem here, a big problem. (laughs) When does he not have a problem? They always get themselves into predicaments, don't they? They sure do. That's why we have a show. (laughs) I know that's so true. 
Okay, so the next clip, uh, Kramer goes to Newman's house to confront him about the, the double New Year's party. Well, I just got your invitation to the Newmanian party. You just got it? Damn, the mail is slow. <laughs> you knew I was having a Millennium party, but you just had to throw yours on the same day. I have done nothing unethical. Yeah, well, you're going to have to cancel it because I've told everybody about my party. Cancel? Think again, Longshanks. I started planning this in 1978. I put a deposit down on that revolving restaurant that overlooks Times Square, and I booked Christopher Cross. <laughs> well, what am I gonna do? I got over 200 folding chairs and quite a bit of ice. What kind? Cubed. That's good stuff. And you can never have too much ice. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. You can co-host the party with me under one condition. No, Jerry. Jerry is not invited. I gotta invite Jerry. He's my buddy. That he may be, but he's out of my life starting in the year 2000. For me, the next millennium must be Jerry-free. So, what's up with the hatred towards Jerry and Newman? You know, that's a good question. You know, I, I think that's one thing that, you know, being a big Seinfeld fan, I think that's one episode I wish we would have gotten, you know? Um, yeah. You just, you kind of are just left to kind of try to guess why these two hate each other so much. I think it would be great to see where this all started. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they go back a long way. If you remember, Newman was in the first couple seasons, too. He started, like, in season two or three? Maybe three. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's weird. It's uh, They really do hate each other. They do. They do. And um, it never really goes away. It doesn't. Throughout the whole show. And, I mean, uh, Wayne Knight is just so oh, great as Newman. He's I mean, so good. If you go back and look at the best Seinfeld episodes, mm -hmm. it, it featured Newman. Newman was in in the episode. Yeah, I mean that that that's my opinion. He he pretty much was the evil villain. He was. I mean, who's a villain in Superman? Uh, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. So he's like the Lex Luthor in Seinfeld's life in his world. That's a very yeah. That's a great comparison. I mean, Seinfeld's obsessed with Superman. You know. He sure is. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you're right. We never really get the answer why they hate each other, and it, it is kind of frustrating, isn't it? We don't, you know. If, if I ever, if I ever met Jerry or ever met Larry David, I think that would be my question. I bet they get that Where? question a lot. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Maybe it's comical. Maybe, maybe it's just left up to the viewer. Like, you know, you have your own opinion of why they don't like each other. I don't know. I mean, I can't really think of anybody else that hates Seinfeld as much as him. Hates Jerry oh. as much as him. Well, <laughs> who? There's a there's a lot of people that showed up at the last episode. So yeah. oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we we won't talk about that in case people haven't seen it yet. I I would hope you know, <laughs> twenty something years later you've seen it. God, how we won't, we won't spoil for anybody. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. There. Yeah. But it does seem like every Jerry's very likable and everybody likes him. You know, and it's kind of surprising that somebody hates him like that. Well, that's so funny, too, because remember, that's that's what his mom always says. How can anybody not like you? Right? Oh, boy. Right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, mom, there's people that don't like me. <laughs> My brother can do the best impressions, okay? Who else on Seinfeld can you do? My new one's okay, people. Please, uh, you know, be nice. It's please. okay, Evan. Yeah. Go ahead. Hello, Jerry. 
Surprised to see me, Jerry. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so the next scene, uh, Elaine is trying to convince the owner of Cinco de Mayo, which is like Puto de Puto Mayo's, like what? We think it's their rival store. Yes. It's a Mayan clothing store as well. Um, but she's trying to convince the owner to put Puto de Mayo out of business. Listen to me. I work in fashion. Together, we can drive Puto Mayo out of business and make Cinco de Mayo numero uno. De Mayo. Do you need some help with something? You? What are you doing here? I own this store. No, you don't. You own Puto Mayo. Unless you own both stores. <laughs> and Gladys Mayo. This really sticks in my craw. So in that scene, we find out that the owner of Cinco de Mayo is the same owner as Puto Mayo. And her name is Gladys. And they never say her name, but it's on IMDb as Gladys. Uh, so, Evan, she owns both stores. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a perfect example of um, Seinfeld. Yes, it is. Elaine, Elaine is going to all this trouble to try to put this owner out of business and, and give business sick of the mouth. <laughs> and the whole time, she's giving her business because she owns both stores. <laughs> I, didn't yeah, even, I, mean, I didn't realize that. That's so funny. Yeah, and, and Elaine's reaction when she finds out is so funny. I it, mean, it is. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect Elaine. Well, she's, like, embarrassed. No, I'd say she's more mad. She's more angry. She's mad, but she's kind of, like, getting the hell out of there. She's embarrassed. A little bit, I guess. I don't know, you know. She says something like, this This really puts a craw in my eye. Yeah, like she that. says this yeah. really, I, I don't even know what she said. She kind of is mumbling it, so you really don't know what she says. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Elaine's in in a world of hurt right now. <laughs> yes. All right, so she's gonna have to figure out something there. Um, the next scene, Jerry and Mrs. Hamilton, who is um, uh, Valerie's stepmom, they're sitting together on the couch drinking wine with some romantic music playing in the background. Uh, and this is where I told you that Mrs. Hamilton is wearing leopard print, which is yes. way funny. And she's coming on to him. Definitely coming on to him. You know, Jerome, I can understand what Valerie sees in you. So attractive, so strong, so comedic. Good. Jerome, I have a deliciously naughty idea. What? Why don't I put you on my speed dial? I don't know, Mrs. Hamilton. That doesn't sound... Don't be such a child, Jerome. House number three sound. Valerie's not coming over, is she? Seven, four, no. two... Stop, stop. This isn't right. What about Valerie? I won't tell if you don't. <laughs> so what do you think's going on here, Ev? Well, it sounds like she's trying to seduce Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. It's funny that she calls him Jerome. Yeah. There's not many characters in the show that call him Jerome. Okay, okay. Um, I, I have something to say about this. Okay, if we're going back to The Graduate, which I think we are, I think that's another scene from The Graduate they're trying to imitate. Um, she calls him Benjamin instead of Ben. You remember? That's right, she does. Yeah, and every, and his parents call him Ben. Everybody calls him Ben except Mrs. 
Oh, you know what, though? Elaine called. Oh, my gosh, Elaine. Her name's Elaine, too. Oh, my gosh, I just realized that. Okay, well, Elaine <laughs> from The Graduate calls him Benjamin as well. So both the women in his life call him Benjamin, but his parents call him Ben. So maybe that's why she calls him Jerome. And the only time I've ever heard anybody call him Jerome is Elaine uh, from Seinfeld call him Jerome. No, there actually was an episode where George is dating the... Uh, he, she, she's she's going to do, his, do uh, Jerry's taxes. Oh, yeah. And, and she calls him Jerome. They go they go see her at a, a mental hospital. And she calls I remember him. that. Yeah. I remember that. That was yeah. that was a good one. Well, I, I think that's kind of why she called. I, I don't know. I think it's just an, another nod to the graduate, which I obviously approve of. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like they're they're he's having an affair, but he's not. Yes, exactly. That that's how I took the scene. It's it's like they're using the speed dial as like infidelity, which is hilarious. It is very funny. <laughs> it is very funny. Okay. Um, Here's an. <laughs> this is a great scene. I didn't get a clip of this, but Jerry's <laughs> Jerry's watching the Yankees game on TV, and the announcer says, "There's a short, stocky, bald man streaking on the field," but nobody seems upset. Okay, I have so much to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, uh, let, let me just say my thoughts first. I think that um, it's funny because this is George's second way to try to get fired, right? It was the second time to try to get fired? Second time. Okay. So it tells you right there that he's not succeeding because nobody seems upset. <laughs> I think that is so funny. I just, he cannot get fired. He um, can't get fired. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> What do you th- what do you think about that? About him streaking on the field? I think that's an arrestable offense. <laughs> yes, but if you watch enough sports, this happens a lot. Yeah. There there's been a lot of times where you have streakers on the field and in, in, in football and baseball. Uh-huh. I mean hell, you, you you dad and I were at a game when they did that. Yes. I don't know if, you, if you remember that. It was a Dodger game. The guy ran out on the field. It was a lady. Yeah, it was a lady. Yeah, and they tackled her. Yeah, so this this happens a lot, but because he's dressed as bodysuit man, everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. You can't get fired. Everybody loves him. He works for the Yankees, and he's he's drinking on the Yankees field. What the hell? Uh, Okay. Well, Kramer walks in. And Jerry says, look, Kramer, George is on TV. I can't do his, you want to do it? Kramer, Kramer, George is on TV. There there you go. Kramer says, yeah, 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 whatever. And he turns off the TV like he's seen it a hundred times. It's like an everyday thing for these people. I thought that was so funny. Um, Anyways, Kramer, he has some bad news for Jerry. Jerry, I can't let you come to my New Year's party. I mean, it's killing me. No one's got the jump on the invites and will crush me if I try to go it alone. No problem. You're right. I won't do it without you. I feel so ashamed I even thought of it, huh? <laughs> Elaine, you can't go to Newman's Newmanium. Okay. No, no, no. You gotta spend New Year's 1999 with me and Jerry. Fine. Oh, come on! <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. So it's you, it's me, and it's Jerry, huh? Yeah, now things are starting to snowball, huh? I'll tell Newman I don't need him. So, I'll uh, see you too. 21st century. Okay. Okay, what I love about this scene is that Jerry doesn't give a damn about 
going to his party or Elaine. He's like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, okay, whatever. You know, he's so funny. He just doesn't care. And Kramer, is, he's losing sleep over this that he can't invite Jerry. Visibly, he's, do you remember that dream he has? Is it a dream or what is it? It's a, uh, oh my gosh. It's a, well, it's like a nightmare. He yeah. saying, saying pneumonium. Yeah, pneumonium, and then he picks up. Pneumonium. <laughs> and then he yeah. picks up a picture of him and Jerry at, a, at like the previous I mean, New Year's I, party. I, I would, yeah, I would say that you know two things in the scene. Okay, so this is typical Jerry, right? Jerry, not much, not much bothers Jerry. Yes, kind of shrugs it off. He doesn't care. Also, this party is two and a half years away. <laughs> I don't really think Jerry is that concerned about what party he's going to. <laughs> That is the funniest part of this. He is stressing so much, and this is two and a half years away. Yes. He, li- you guys, he is literally losing sleep over this party about how he can't b- invite Jerry and how he's going to tell yes. Jerry that he's not invited. And not only is one person trying to prepare for a party that's two and a half years away, you have two characters. <laughs> okay, I have to ask something. Do you, you know, we were, we were about high school when yeah. this episode aired and and do you remember um do you remember all the millennium talk back oh, God, yeah. in 97 oh, how yeah. everything was going to shut down and oh yeah y2k that planes are going to fall out of the sky yeah 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 absolutely i think that's funny how they're not worrying about that they're just worrying about partying <laughs> they're not worrying about how everything could end the world could end in 2000 but no no they're, they're worried about the party it's who, it's who, too who funny and kramer has a very very unhealthy crush on jerry he really <laughs> does it's a bromance for sure. It's a bromance. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and that very end scene, I didn't clip it, but in that very end scene, um, Elaine asked Kramer if she can borrow his pricing gun, and Jerry's like, "What do you want a pricing gun for? Here, you do it." <laughs> well, you know, I was good. I'm like, yeah. Okay. That's what do you want the pricing gun for? I'm going to put Puta Mayo out of business. Everything's gonna be under a dollar. You know. Yep. And uh, I don't, I don't put a pastor man. She got that crazy look in her eyes. <laughs> All right, so we know that that's gonna, that's gonna be a, a possible situation here. Um, Absolutely. Val- Valerie calls Jerry, and then Jerry gets a call from her stepmom at the same time. So they're on a three-way call, which was very popular in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, they go back and forth on who should take who off speed dial, <laughs> and Jerry's like. Please, Mrs. Hamilton, this is very awkward for me. <laughs> it's just so funny. Well, I'll I'll take her off if you take her off yours. It's just so silly. And what's really funny about this scene is that you know that this is probably not the first time yes. that they have had this conversation, probably with her, her previous boyfriend. Exactly. We just <laughs> talked about how this has probably happened with the other boyfriends. Yes, yes. Uh, too funny man well um they finally uh well mrs hamilton finally agrees to hide jerry under an emergency button (laughs) she's gonna hide him (laughs) george and this whole time george calls uh so he hangs up with one of them because he can only have three at the time three at a time and uh george calls and says i can't get fired jerry and uh and then he he's, it shows a whole bunch of people crowding around him. Hey, bodysuit man! Yeah, bodysuit man! Hey, hey, it's bodysuit man! Hey, over here! 
Oh God, <laughs> too funny. And you know, you know, a, a line that would have been funny in this episode is Jerry trying to give him a pep talk or trying to give him like encouragement. Yeah. You know, George, you're trying too hard to get fired. That would be really funny. <laughs> so the next scene at Putumayo, um, A.G. Pennypacker enters, uh, a.k.a. Kramer. Yeah, and can I just say, I love Kramer's made-up names. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he has so many good <laughs> fictional made-up names. Yes. The show. I mean, I... This is this is another classic one. I can't think of any right now, but Doctor Oh Von Nostrand, Doctor Von Nostrand, um, he uses Ag Pennypacker a couple different times. I think he does. Yeah. Um, oh, so funny. Let me let me play the clip here. Hi, Hi I'm a Ag Pennypacker. I'm a wealthy American industrialist uh, looking to open a silver mine in the mountains of Peru and uh, before I invest millions in a lucrative mine I, I'd like to go a little native uh, get the feel of their condiments their unmentionables you know the real uh, gritty gritty well, let me show you what we have well I think I can just browse around on my own mm, Machu Picchu are these free? yeah mm -hmm. Women's clothes. Oh, not a problem. <laughs> okay, so in that, in that scene, uh, Kramer takes a whole bunch of clothes into the dressing room, and uh, you can hear the pricing gun click, 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 and then it's, you see him step on it accidentally, and it breaks. So that's the end of the scene. And then uh, very shortly after that, we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit. Elaine goes in there and she's like, what's going on? What's going on? And he goes, oh, I broke the pricing gun. I'm going to go to plan B. And she goes, plan B? There's no plan B. <laughs> what's plan B, Evan? Well, plan B is to take out the desiccants. Now, sis, I did not know that's what they were called. Yeah. I just thought that they were... These things that are in our clothes that we usually find in our pockets, but I had no idea they had a name. I thought they were called silica or something like that. Well, apparently they're called desiccants. 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 Yeah. But what I what I thought was so funny about this scene was Kramer always has a plan B. He's always, <laughs> he always has another plan if the other plan doesn't work, but he may not tell anybody else about his plan. <laughs> that is Kramer in a nutshell. Yeah. He has a wild imagination. He sure does. So he tells Elaine, <laughs> he tells Elaine, we're going to take out all the desiccates and the clothes, and these clothes won't last five years. Yeah. So a, a slow burn. A slow burn. A very slow burn. She's like, that's not going to do anything. Oh, God, it's funny. Uh, do you remember the episode where he, uh, where Elaine takes a coat outside? Yes. Remember that one? I mean, I, we won't go too much into it because this is a different episode, but that one's funny too. And that that involves a dressing room as well. Remember? It does. Oh, yes. God. He's like naked in the dressing room. He's waiting for somebody to bring him some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kramer, he, 
you know, he always is looking to make money. He's always looking. Yeah. He's a hustler. He's a hustler. He just doesn't think about things all the way through. So. <laughs> doesn't think about what am I gonna walk out of here if I sell my clothes oh god oh it's so funny well um so they're pretty much back to zero they they don't have they don't know what they're gonna do they they have no plan now they don't okay so um here's the next attempt for George to get fired (laughs) we see George doing donuts in the Yankees stadium parking lot dragging the Yankees um world series trophy behind him behind his car and shouting through a loudspeaker insults at everybody who works at yankee stadium with him um go ahead george this is george's last stand okay (laughs) doing bodysuit man wearing babe ruth's jersey and smearing strawberries all over it that didn't work so anybody who loves sports and especially loves baseball knows how um, precious a World Series trophy is. Yeah. And so for the fact that he's driving it behind his car, <laughs> breaking it into into millions of pieces, this this has got to do it, right, sis? This has to be it. Yes. You would think so, wouldn't you? You would think so. <laughs> Let's listen. I heard what you did in the parking lot, big boy, and it is inexcusable. <laughs> Personally insulting me, my staff. I cannot believe that you, bodysuit man, could perpetrate such a disloyal deed. Break my heart to say it. Oh, my kid and I love it. Wait, wait, Mr. Steinbrenner. George doesn't deserve any of the blame for what happened in the parking lot today, sir. If there's anyone to blame here, it's me. What are you talking about, Well, You popping pills? You got the crazies again? No, 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 sir. I ordered George to drive around insulting people today because I'm tired of... All your macho head games. He's lying, sir. I'm tired of all your macho head games. Macho head games? He's just being loyal to me, sir. Well, Holmes, you're fired. I owe you an apology, bodysuit man. Straight on. Now, if you gentlemen will excuse me, I'm not going to the game today. I'm going to go outside and scalp some tickets. Bonus box. That's got to bring in 40 bucks. No problem. What was that? I wanted to get fired. George... You are looking at the new head scout of the New York Mets. So that's a pretty sick burn, would you think? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, George, um, you know, finally, finally does enough to get fired. And, you know, I always thought, sis, like, and maybe it was in his contract, or maybe he can't take another job. Like if he quits, he has to get, he has to actually get let go. To yeah, job. yeah. I didn't understand why why George just couldn't quit. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just something that um, we're never gonna know. But, oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I think I think it's great. George finally gets what he wants, and then he gets wound up by Wilhelm. And Wilhelm is a great character. He is hilarious as well. Yeah, he he's funny. Um, but, you know, it kind of it kind of makes you think, though, that that scene where he's, you know, he's wearing Babe Ruth's jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilhelm is in that room, and Wilhelm doesn't really do anything. So that that kind of that's a little bit of a foreshadowing, maybe. That is, isn't Wilhelm his yeah. boss? Wilhelm is his boss, right? And then Steinbrenner's his director, manager, or whatever. Yeah. So, the- so you know what? Yeah. No. No. Steinbrenner's the owner of the game. The owner. Yeah. But it kind of makes you think, um, you know, um, Wilhelm might have had a little bit of insight into what George was trying to do. 
Yeah, possibly. I mean, they might have had meetings on the same day with the Mets man, the Mets manager. They very well could. I I think it's funny that he he basically got burned. I mean, he really did. He got he it backfired. He it did. It one hundred percent backfired, and now he still is stuck with the Yankees. He didn't get fired, guys. <laughs> and I don't remember. I know he eventually does. Spoiler alert: he does get fired or he quits. Right? Do you remember? I can't remember. But I can't he, either. He, he eventually leaves the Yankees. Yeah, because he goes and works for um, some other place. Well, the ball, the ball company. He works for the ball company for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, in this episode, at the end of this episode, he is not fire, guys. Nope. So actually, um, actually Steinbrenner apologizes to him <laughs> because because Will Wilhelm. Wilhelm says that he put George up to it because he's tired of his macho head games. Yeah, he told him to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, there's another very small scene where Kramer um, says, "I'm not going to get these clothes. I'm going to whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get these after all." And he drops some of those desiccates into <laughs> the salsa bowl. There, there's there's a bowl of chips and salsa. In, at the at the front counter of Puto Mayo, and he drops it in there, and it starts sizzling, <laughs> like fizzing, uh, like poison. It does. And, and go ahead. What are the odds that Jerry's girlfriend and and uh, Jerry's girlfriend's stepmom are in the same store? Yep. And they try the salsa. Yep. Stepmom tries the salsa. She's like, "Ooh, that looks good." It's it's too funny. And also, like, this is another situation where there's coincidences. This happens a lot on Seinfeld. Yep. A yep. lot. Absolutely. Okay. Um. Well. Um. So she she we see her eat the chip, and it, it ends there. The next scene, Newman and Kramer decide to join the two parties together, and Kramer makes him invite Jerry. But there's one problem. Deal. To the Numenium. To the Cromanium. <laughs> By the way, Newman, I'm just curious. When you booked the hotel, did you book it for the Millennium New Year? As a matter of fact, I did. Oh, that's interesting, because as everyone knows, since there was no year zero, the Millennium doesn't begin until the year 2001, which would make your party one year late. And thus... Quite lame. <laughs> oh. So Newman booked the wrong date for his New Year's party. That he did. And you know what? Isn't it nice of Jerry, you know, to um, let him know about that? Now? Such, 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 a, such a Jerry line. You know, he's got a, he's got a one-up, Newman. Yeah. And he definitely did. He got him in the end here. For sure. He does. And there's a lot of episodes where Jerry one-ups Newman. And you hear that iconic, you know, uh, kind of, I don't know, you, what would you even call that, sis? Like the, the, the sound that Newman makes. Uh, like a dis- like a grunt? Like a, yeah, like a disgruntled grunt. Yeah. I also want to point out that I didn't clip this in the sound, but um, you, you see another uh, reference to Newman being in love with Elaine. Do you remember it? Remember what he says? Yes. He says something like, a lot of Elaine. And just look on Jerry's face is so funny. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to uh, screenshot that and put it on my webpage. It's pretty funny. And that's the, why, that's the reason why Newman 
finally allows Jerry to come to his party is because Elaine's going to Kramer's party. Right. And he wants he wants Elaine to be there. So they have used he they have used Elaine uh to get something that they want from Newman before. They have. Uh, yeah, she's definitely a pawn. Um so that's funny. So uh Newman's not having a party. Kramer's gonna be the only one having a party, I guess. Well, you know, we don't know because we never got this episode. That's a good um, point. They they talked about this, um, you know, but the Seinfeld ended in... Uh, 98. 98. Do you think that they knew that they were not going to have the New Year's episode, that they weren't going to be on in, yeah. in 2000? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, you know, uh, I was only in high school, so I wasn't really... Um, you know, on top of as far as if Seinfeld decided, you know, like within the last season, okay, this is going to be our last season. I know they wanted to go out on top, but I, I think they did. Yeah. You know, um, very, very kind of Michael Jordan-esque, you know, in a way. Because you know? <laughs> um, Seinfeld was the best show on TV and uh-huh. they wanted to get stale. Um, I, you know what? It's possible. Um, but it is interesting. Yeah, we never we never saw this episode. And uh, yeah. And I also want to point out, this is uh, not really a New Year's episode, but they talk about it, so I guess it qualifies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, I love Seinfeld. My brother loves Seinfeld. Um, I just wanted to pick an, an episode involving a New Year's theme, and that's a pretty good one. Um, the other option was going to be Futurama, but um, I, I'm i not a big Futurama fan. Uh, my husband is, but I'm not, so... I, <laughs> Maybe next New Year's we'll do that. I don't know. But anyways, um, we're not done with the show yet. Well, that was the end of the show, but then they have the end, uh, what's it called? The end stinger. They call it stingers usually. Mrs. Hamilton is sick. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) And Valerie calls poison control. Turns out to be Jerry. And he's all excited because poison control is higher than number one. So this bastard, Jerry, (laughs) doesn't care that... Her stepmom is pretty much dying. He just cares that he's higher than number one. Yep. And again, this is such a perfect example of all the Seinfeld characters. Yes. How horrible the other people they are. They are very selfish people. Very selfish. All four of them. All four of them. I mean, Kramer Kramer kind of has a little bit more sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. And. No, Jerry's never had sensitivity. I remember there's this one scene they're talking about a death. And I don't remember. Oh, is it the bubble boy? Oh, my God. No, it's a bubble boy. Do you remember that scene where they're talking about the bubble boy? And uh, the lady starts crying and she hands Jerry a napkin and he wipes his mouth with it. That's a yes. That is a freak. Yes. There are these little things in this show that just make it so great. I mean, just little things like that. That you kind of have to really pay attention to. Yeah. You know? I I, I think... You know, I, I think that Seinfeld would actually thrive now. I, I think. Oh yeah. The, the ideas that they had for shows. That yeah. So just tiny ideas, but they could expand it into an whole episode. I mean, you know, you could have a you could have an episode where, um, you know, uh, Elaine Elaine breaks up with a guy because he uses too many hashtags. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like like the exclamation marks. Yes, yes. He didn't use enough exclamation marks, guys, in this in this yes. episode. Oh. Yes, or you could. Are they're on dating sites? You know, like they're on. Um, you know, they're on Tinder or. That's a good one. Um, you know, they're. Uh, 
Jerry broke up with a girl because she's on Twitter. I mean, there, there's so many things that you could do. Yeah. With, I mean, with with you know, like um, there could be a whole thing about Uber or Lyft. I mean, there, there's so many ideas. I bet Seinfeld could. Think. The Uber driver has bo. <laughs> there you go. You're right. But also, if you think about it, and this is this is exactly like what I was talking about um, with my Married to Children podcast. Um, there is a lot of jokes that will not fly this these days from some yeah. of these shows. Yeah, and I and I, I think there. Uh, if anybody, if everybody, anybody ever goes on the Chive app, um, they actually had um, they actually had about thirty different examples of Seinfeld episodes. If if it, if it was modern day, really. They had so many good episodes. I'm gonna have to go so check that episodes. out. Yeah, yeah, it was very, it was very interesting. Yeah, and I, I, I really think, I really think that if, if Jerry and Larry got together and said, let's take another run at, it, I think they, they could have a top show again. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like I said, though, everybody is so um, offended by everything. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. about the scene where he steals the old, the bread from the old lady? <laughs> yeah. That'd be like cruelty. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. people would freak out. Yeah, you know what, and and that's a good point. I mean, maybe maybe Seinfeld was just for its time. You know, and, yeah. Uh, well, that was my next point. It's very yeah. dated. Some episodes would would be okay. This one would be okay, except for the speed gonna, dial. Yeah, and I'm gonna put this out there too for Seinfeld fans. I mean, if you if you have never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it is just as good as Seinfeld. I I've watched it a couple times. It's pretty good. There's a really good Seinfeld reunion episode. Yes, and you know what? Larry David on Kirby Enthusiasm he plays himself, and he is basically George. And it's it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It's a really really funny show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that plug in. Uh, if you love Seinfeld, watch that show. Okay. Um, I also will throw a plug in. If you like Seinfeld, watch. Um, uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. That's a good one too. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. So what? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It, it's it's not obviously it's not a TV show. It's a reality show kind of thing. But Jerry basically just picks up <laughs> random people. He he picks up sometimes he picks up people from Seinfeld, and he'll go and they'll just drive around, and they'll just because he has all these luxury cars, you know, and he'll just drive around in his cars and they'll just chat. I can't remember what he t- he picked up. Um, oh gosh, there's a really funny one. I can't remember right now, but you guys should check that out too. Okay. Yeah, it's I think it's on Netflix or it used to be. I think it is on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So, um, couple questions. Um, who is your favorite Seinfeld character? Oh man. Uh, well, I, I you know what? There's so many good ones. Yeah, uh, it's hard. You know, I, I don't even know if I could have a favorite because I think they all just mesh so well together. Yeah, like yeah. Even even small roles, they cast them so perfectly. Yeah. And I, I would say Kramer. I, I think I think Kramer would be my favorite. I, I think he adds so much to the show. Um, you know, I love Elaine. I love Newman, but I would go Kramer. Okay. Well, I I like all of them too, but sometimes a couple of them get on my nerves. If, if there's a couple episodes like George gets on my nerves. I love George. I think he's so funny, but he does get on my nerves a little bit. The one who doesn't get on my nerves is Jerry. He's got such a dry sense of humor, you know, so I think Jerry would probably be my favorite, but he, I think he's, he's probably the biggest asshole of all the, of all of them though. 
Yeah, I think George would. George would be right there, though. He would, but I think Jerry. <laughs> I think Jerry would be the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. Because he's also he's just there's so many examples, you know. But there, I, I would yeah. say J- Jerry's probably my favorite, and um, and then George for sure. George is definitely up there too as a favorite. I, I love George's dad too. Oh yeah, he, he's great. He's great. Rest in peace, Jerry Stiller. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, and then what do you think about this episode? What would you rate it out of you know, I, five? Out of five? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't one of the top ones, right? Uh, I, w- I would. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I'd, I'd have to go Soup Nazi, Bizarro World. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, just to name a couple of them. Um, I, you know, I'd, I'd give it a three. I'd say a three. Okay, that's probably yeah. what I give it too. A three. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I, I like I like all the storylines. I I love George trying to get fired. I yeah. Love, um, I think the speed dial thing is hilarious. Um, you know, um, the the millennium, the new manium. I mean, they you know they had so many different things going on in this episode, and um, and I, I also you know I love sports, so you know I love how he's wearing Babe Ruth jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, not not a top episode, but you know, a solid, solid three. I mean, it's right before, the, it was a, a year before the show ended. It was kind of losing its steam, you know. But I definitely, um, I give it a three. Um, it's, it's, I love the graduate references, absolutely. That's my favorite part of this. There are some great lines. Um, the Puto Mayo stuff is kind of silly. Um, but George trying to get fired is classic Seinfeld classic Seinfeld and I think that's what saved this episode is, is George trying to get fired yes yes I think I, that's I think that's right what brings it all together you know yep. yep and there and this is another episode that ends and you don't know what happens you, you know we don't George didn't get fired but there and I was telling my brother before we did this podcast they're all back to zero all three characters are back to zero by the end of this episode they are you know J- Jerry is single again yep uh, probably <laughs> After that, I would imagine he'd be single. Yeah, George, George's number is probably, um, you know, is uh, probably numbered at, at, you know, with the Yankees. Yeah. Because of what he did, even though, you know, Wilhelm took the blame for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Elaine spent all this money on a business that she was, that she thought she was hurting, but she was actually giving them business after all. <laughs> um, and then Kramer's just Kramer. What, what do you say? Kramer, you know... Kramer's never up and he's never down. They, but they all bounce back. They always they bounce back. There's, they do. And and you know what? It's a lot of things are never referenced again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never hear about the New Year's party coming up for the next yeah. year. You don't hear about that, you know. It's you just, yeah, it's that's just what I like about it. It's just one-off episodes, pretty much, random yep. one-off episodes. That's why I like the show so much. Yeah, absolutely, definitely one of my favorite shows. Okay, well, thanks for joining me, Ev. I hope you can join me on another uh, show. We do. I'm going to be doing a lot of different shows that you like, uh, Breaking Bad, um, just lots of different shows. I, I don't like to tell everybody what I'm going to be doing yet because it's kind of a surprise. But, um, you know, definitely going to be more Seinfeld episodes. So, I mean, there's so many I, I can think of that I'd, I'd like to cover. Um, I want to join. thank everybody for joining me tonight. Um, you can find my podcast on iTunes and on Podbean. You can also find me on Facebook on my podcast group called When TV Was Great. Just search for When TV Was Great. Um, 
I'm also going to be, uh, I, I have another cameo on a podcast called Married with Children Podcast. It's going to be on January 12th, if you want to hear me on that. I will keep updating you guys on that one. Um, what else here? Um, have a happy new year. And um, have a, let's hope that this, this 2021 is going to be a much better year. I think we can all agree with that. Yes. <laughs> and, um... Next week, I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm going to be doing a new theme of podcast for January. It's going to be new beginnings. And the first episode I'm going to be doing is Beverly Hills 90210, The Little Fish, where the gang starts college at California University. So I hope you guys join me for that. Evan, thanks again. And do you want to say anything? You can say hi to your girlfriend. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Just thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just walk in the other room and say hi to my girlfriend. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you for doing your impressions and thank you for joining me. Yes. Thank you, sis. And uh, yeah, I, I, you're doing a great job on this. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Bye.